Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. You know I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. Get all the night. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horace with you. And what's going on, everybody? Well, it's the markets couldn't get much slower. That's for sure. There's extremely uh, <laughs> there's the extreme of nothing going on. Uh, everybody's waiting, and of course, we saw a little bit of late activity on Tuesday when um, Michael Cohen uh, went to jail or didn't go to jail, but turned himself in and. Uh, the question is, is what does he know? What is he going to say? Uh, and is he going to, you know, put himself in, uh, is he going to, is he going to sink the president? And, and I would say the answer is no. Uh, I would say that uh, whatever he knows is, is what he knows. And I don't know that he's going to say much because uh, I'm sure that, you know, the, the, the jail that he's going to go to is... <laughs> Probably not that big of a deal anyways. Uh, and I don't believe that he would um, uh, do anything uh, because I think that he'll be, if there is something to tell, I think he'll be well taken care of. Uh, so, you know, again, it did create a little bit of uh, pressure in the market. And we did see uh, a little bit of selling. But basically, we have a market that is going to do nothing for the moment. Nobody cares. There's no interest. It's just simply uh, sit around and do nothing. Uh, and that's basically what we've seen. Uh, today marks the longest bull market in history. Uh, and uh, there was 3,543 days or some, some ridiculous uh, number like that. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, we don't, we don't tell the market what to do. We wait and watch and try to benefit from what it does do. And I think that that's, you know, kind of the, the story, uh, that we look at and here we are. So we'll, we'll see if it continues. Uh, you know, we don't think that it's got much more room to go, but we have said, uh, uh, for the last couple of weeks that we do expect to see a potential, uh, new high, uh, you know, we'll, we'll expect to see, I mean, I'd like to see it culminate with a blow-off to the upside. Uh, I'd like to see it, you know, I'd like to see the, the trade deals all done and then a just a huge, big blow-off to the upside. And then I think that would give us our, uh, our selling opportunity. I think that would be, uh, you know, if I get scripted, of course, they don't allow me to script it, but that's the way that I would script it. Um, our uh, 1180 level in gold held and gold is back over 1200. Now, you know, I don't know that this is uh, a, a final score and that the bottom is in for sure. Um, I would certainly just look to see, uh, you know, 
where it's going. I mean, certainly as a trader, we would look to be buying dips right now. Uh, as a long-term investor, I think that you can always buy. And again, just as, as long as you're buying with monies that you can afford and will not need tomorrow. You know, one thing about trading, one thing about investing is we cannot put ourselves in a position of if it's money we need now, okay, that we can't, we can't invest that. Because if you do, what you're going to find out is that you're going to have a big headache because you're going to be forced to sell at the worst possible time. Okay. Because, you know, everybody, listen, when, when troubles start, everybody gets forced out at the worst possible time. That's just the way that, that it happens. And that's one of the reasons that it happens because something starts to change, <clears throat> the markets start to move. And the next thing you know, you're, you're forced out of something because either by fear or by need, which goes back to only invest monies that you can afford, that you're not going to need tomorrow. Because you're, you're going to see some wild things happen here. I think there's some wild action coming on, on thin volume. Uh, you know, you've seen, uh, you know, we, we've had the, uh, the grains have been, you know, all over the place, which you'll hear about later today because you'll hear a couple of uh, interviews I did this week on the grains. But I, I think that, you know, you have to uh, you just kind of say, okay, is it time? You know, is it, is it soup? Is it safe? And the answer is, well, it's never guaranteed to be safe, but certainly in thinly traded markets, you're always creating and putting yourself at more potential risk um, by getting involved, especially if you're in a position that you, you need to have capital quickly. So we have to always, you know, watch and be cautious as to, you know, what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it because the markets don't care. They don't care about you, okay? All they care about is the money, the money flow. And, you know, if we continue to, you know, follow what the patterns look like, as we did, we waited on gold, you know, as many calls as I got, as many emails as I got, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? I kept saying, well, we got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait. Because patience will always win out because you will at least, even if you make a bad trade, you will at least make the trade not as bad because you have waited at least for the correct or the right level to best get in. So I would say to you, that, you know, the, the key is to be observant and patient, waiting for opportunity instead of trying to create the opportunity. You know, this is, again, this is not um, something that we have any control over other than to watch, observe, and prepare. Because you will find a solid footprint. You will find a solid spot in the markets to get involved. But if you if you churn yourself out by screwing around and and trying to be smarter than the market, you'll find yourself very, very unhappy. So, you know, with the FOMC minutes today and, you know, with some other news happening, uh, 
with this being an extremely slow week and next week to be even slower, there is no reason to get overly aggressive or overly involved here because you aren't going to benefit from it. You're, if you are trying to guess and, and say this is it, because one thing we want to make sure that you understand for sure is that we want to be in the trade for the long haul. Okay, we're not looking to make one point. We're looking to make 100 points. So let's not try to, you know, goof around. Let's sit back patiently and wait for the right opportunities, knowing that you've got 241 days a year to trade the markets. And that becomes very important as we move forward. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, as you know, I did a hedging webinar over the weekend. And if you want a copy of it, you can get it for free. Just email me at Bubba at BubbaTrading.com. I will send you a copy of the recording. No charge. While you're at BubbaTrading.com, fill out and get yourself on Bubba's Daily Update so that you can see what I'm thinking each and every day. And don't forget to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm. You can also get the Sporting Edge there as well as college football season kicks off this weekend. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And on Monday afternoon, I do TV with RFD TV. And this is from the interview, which was taped live when we did it. Here's me with John Jenkinson. And as low as 361 and a quarter. Uh, or I'm sorry, 359 and a half. We're trading at 361 and a quarter right now. The December down three and a half at 375 and a quarter. So we are off of the lows, but we are more on the, the lower side of this trading range than we are the higher side at this point with these three cent uh, lower numbers here. September soybeans, three and a quarter cents higher, 884 and three quarters. November up three and a quarter at 896. And January up three and a quarter at 908. The uh, big losses come in the wheat market today, and they are uh, double-digit negative with September Chicago wheat 14 and three-quarters lower at 545 and three-quarters. The new crop July down nine cents at 587 and three-quarters. Kansas City wheat market for September is down 12 and a quarter at 552 and three-quarters. New crop July 608. That is down nine cents. Now, we have been as low as an even six dollars, but we have come off of that. The um, cotton market for December up 85 at 82.24. Go all the way out to the July of 2019 cotton contract. It's up 83 points at 83.31. Standing by is Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading as he joins us uh, today to talk about these markets. Well, first of all, uh, let's talk about volumes and what you're hearing from the trade this morning over here on the grain side, Todd. There is none. There is no volume. This is this is all very quiet, very quiet markets, which made perfect sense that they should be drifting a little bit lower. Uh, I mean, corn is no surprise. Had a nice rally last week. Beans were much higher overnight, and then they've come back a little bit. And, of course, wheat is under pressure, but wheat still looks phenomenal. And it, I'm, I'm okay with it going down to 530 before I'd even think about being concerned about the trade. But right now, the trade is light because there is definitely – 
uh, some news is going to come out, and I'm, I'm, I could be any minute, it could be any day, uh, you know, but I think it'll be sooner rather than later, and I think it will be good news for the grain. So I think that everything looks great. I think one of the things that you uh, point out here uh, in, in this conversation is the fact that it, this is a seems to be a news and a headline driven market at this point. Yeah, there's there's some weather concerns out there about wheat, um, you know, but that's about it. Otherwise, it seems to be uh, hour by hour headlines. I mean, that's look, John. We're we're in the middle of summer. Uh, it's always quiet, anyways, and now with. The potential threat of trade wars, which, as you know, I put no stock in that. But as as that hits the tape, each announcement creates some action. And the bottom line is we've recovered almost everything from the, the bombing from the USDA report, where it was very bearish. And we look really solid. And, and certainly, as I wrote over the weekend, I would expect to see a little bit of selling pressure come in, which is really, in my opinion, just a buying opportunity. I have not changed my thesis of we're going much, much higher before it's all said and done. Todd Hornwitz here with us with Bubba Trading. When we come back, we'll talk to Todd and get his thoughts on the livestock trade. Beatrix uh, has a little bit of weakness of its own like the grains, but some of those have been erased. And now we're back to the higher side for the live cattle market with the exception of one contract, and that is the front contract. We've got the August down just to 109.40, but now October is steady at 110.87. December fats are up 20 at 114.82, and February up 20 at 118.22. The feeder cattle market is uh, starting to show some signs of uh, positive here as well with, again, the August, the front month down 63, but the deferreds, September up 20 at 152.03. By the way, that's going to be the next front month. October up 30 at 152.15 and November up 35 at an even 152. But that's not the case for the hog market. October lean hogs down $1.92 at 56.68. December down 80 at 54.48 and February down 83 at 6082, we welcome back Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading. First of all, a lot of folks have been talking about the hog market. Uh, let's focus on cattle here first. A little bit of a, a signs of a positive coming back here to the uh, cattle complex, but um, you know the the Dow is higher. Some of the financial markets are higher too. Is there a tie between these? Absolutely not. The they they look great. They're going higher. Uh, no surprise that they were down a little bit this morning. I mean, fat cattle uh, basis October closed right at resistance. Should have sold off a little bit, and it did. Now I look for it to break out. I'd say we're going to see 117, possibly even this as early as this week in, in the fats. And feeders look great. I mean, they're they're stuck. And by the way, the front month, even though there's still August on the board, the active contract is September. And that looks like it wants to go higher. I'm looking to see 155 tested, but I think we're going through there as well. And I would expect to see uh, 160 or higher before it's all set. And done. One of the other things that uh, has been discussed about this cattle market and the beef complex, I guess I should say, is the demand and how well demand is held up. Well, I think there's going to be demand. And again, look, at if the economy is as good as they say it is, and I'm, I'm suspect, but it's certainly better than it is. And we can see by the freight that's being moved. We can see by the retail sales that are happening. So people are out, they're buying, they're eating. And of course, we all, you know, throughout the globe, everybody wants to eat better, which would mean eating protein. And that's what we're seeing. And I, I think that it can only get better from here. And I think as, as when the equities do find that eventual top, it'll even be better for these alternative 
investments, which would be, you know, cattle and, and grains. And I think they would push them even higher. And the hogs, hogs look great. They're up 13% last week, a little bit of a pullback, which was totally expected. I mean, I'm a buyer all the way back down to 55. I think they're going up, back up through 60 again when the next rally gets going. Uh, you mentioned the next rally. Of course, um, there are some that are saying that could be news-driven when we see that next rally. Are you hearing any rumblings in the trade that uh, there's also news expected over here like you were talking about in the grains? Well, I think there's going to be news based on the trade wars. Again, you know, many people get concerned about news that we hear, not realizing that most of the information has already been priced in. And you can kind of see by the, the trade, the money action, that people are expecting good news. I think you'll get that good news, and I think you'll get a very solid pop from there, and then we'll get back to normal trading, supply and demand, and the whole deal. But I think right now we're poised to make a big move across the board in cattle and in hogs. All right, Todd. Thank you very much for the insight. Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading in Redwood, Illinois, and uh, always good to visit with Todd. He's got a a great perspective and a a different way of looking at things. He does, and sometimes you've got to think outside of the box, especially these days when it comes to markets. And, of course, that was me on RFD-TV, and one thing we do know is you can tell that I have not changed my opinions. I have not changed what I think is going to happen. I continue to have the same beliefs, and there are many there that, you know, again, we all want to look for, for issues and problems, and, and, and I will tell you this, okay? I'm getting some calls with some, uh, some kind of panic kind of calls, which to me, to me makes me even more bullish over agricultural space. You know, we stayed, we, we stuck with the hogs, we stuck with the hogs, and finally... They made that big move we were looking for. And we were never under that much duress. It just was painful because they just kept going down. But we were never, you know, really under a major, you know, disaster. Okay. Yet, you know, we patiently waited. We had the right levels. And, of course, that is part of what we talked about earlier today. But always it's, it's about trying to be in with the best percentage play based on the market that you're watching. So, you know, I know there's been, you know, we've seen some pressure in the grains and a little bit of push down. And again, that just makes me more bullish. People are worried about the crop tour. They're worried about this tour. They're worried about that. And I go, okay, it doesn't really matter because what do we always say? Okay, that information is already priced in to the market. Do you think that the big money doesn't know what what to expect from the crop tour? Does anybody here really believe that they don't really have an idea? You know, we're not talking about, you know, small money. We're talking about big money. These big funds and big firms, they they're pretty much squared up and prepared for just about anything. Now again, there can be surprises, but I don't think there'll be a surprise on what expectations are versus what's going on. Believe me, I think they've got people out there who already know. And I think that's one of the things we always have to be prepared for. Okay? Understand it's about the money. Okay? In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Remember our high school investing program. Trying to educate the youth of America, but we're running out of capital. So if you want to help us out, go to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And of course, don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm and also the Sporting Edge with college football starting this weekend. 
We're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of The Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, let's go visit John Jenkinson. As to how that may affect the markets, as we say good morning to Todd Bubba Horowitz. Good morning, Todd. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, John. How are you? I am terrific. Well, we've got the, uh, I'm, and I'm just going off of some of your comments on Twitter and, and uh, some of your uh, uh, writings this morning. The Fed minutes are going to be released today. What does that mean for, A, the money market, and B, the commodities? Well, right now, it's nothing means anything. I mean, volumes are so minuscule that nothing's going on now. Basically, these minutes, which get released six weeks after the meeting, is old news. But if there's something somebody reads in there that doesn't sound right, you could see some action. I mean, we've seen uh, for the last couple of days, the equities are, are continuing to charge higher. In fact, today marks the longest bull market in history, 3,543 days, which is, I don't know, kind of laughable. Uh, but uh, the grains have been under pressure, and I think that will all reverse. Um, I, I'm not surprised there's a little selling. You know, the, the grains are on edge waiting to see if there's a trade agreement going to be put into place. And as I've said always, when markets are quiet, markets are slow, equities will drift higher and commodities will drift lower. And that is basically kind of what we've seen. I am not concerned. And I know you mentioned some potential chart damage in wheat. I think the wheat chart still looks really solid. And they'd have to go down, in my opinion, from the way that I read them, they'd have to go down a lot, a long way before they, in my opinion, would do any real damage. I mean, I think they can go down to, to five bucks and still be okay based to September. Now, I'm, I am now using myself December wheat as a trader. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, oh, I, I completely agree. There's been enough uh, positive built into this wheat market. And you look at the fundamentals. Uh, they're very positive because we just don't have it looks like we're not going to have much of a crop out of Russia not much of a cra uh, a crop out of uh, the Black Sea region or, or um, uh, Ukraine or uh, Australia there, we've, we've starting we're starting to run a little bit tight if you start taking into consideration the crop figures that we've seen so um, yeah I, I I think so I was just going off of some of uh, no I know I, I'm not, I, I know that wasn't you I know that wasn't you how much we've, uh, <laughs> how much we've fallen one of the things that you mentioned also that I I think is something that we need to really pay attention to and and I like would like to get deeper into your thoughts about this longest 
bull rally over here in the in the financial market. Again, repeat how many days it's gone and why you think we've gone this far and what the danger is. Well, it's thirty five hundred and forty three days, and the real danger, John, is very simple. There's a there's a debt bomb out there waiting to explode. You know, we have done this not through strong fundamentals, not through real growth, but really it's been done by the cheap money of the Federal Reserve. Now, interestingly enough, in 2008, we had a, a, I don't think it was an eight or a $10 trillion deficit, which took about $500 billion a year to service that debt, okay? Now we've got over a $20 trillion deficit, and with the cheap money, the actual debt service has not gone up anywhere near as much as the uh, the actual debt has. So what's going to happen is if interest rates rise, which they're going to rise, the bond markets are telling you that interest rates are going higher. What do you think is going to happen to that debt service? I mean, right now we're already at $500 billion a year to service debt we have interest rates go up a point, we're going to be over a trillion to service the debt. So the debt bomb is going to explode. Credit card debts are at record highs. Uh, Margin debts at record highs. There is not one good thing about the actual debt service that we have here. And that will be eventually the problem because the Fed is in their own wisdom will always screw it up. And what we're going to see is rates are going to end up going to up too fast, as we've seen with the dollar. And that's another issue. The spread of the emerging markets that that we're borrowing with dollars at a lower rate so they could loan out at a higher rate in their own currency. Well, now that's changed as well. So those are some of the issues that are belaying this market. But again, when volume is quiet, which it is, I mean, if you look at the volume, for example, the week chart, it's it's just going down volume every day we get lower. But I know there's some issues. So I think that that will be the salvation and that will be what will actually turn this market lower uh, because they're going to correct at some point. This time is not different. Okay, this, this debt bomb that you talk about, um, is there any way to diffuse it? And if you're a producer, how does it affect you and your commodities? I don't think it affects the producers at well. I think actually it will be advantageous, unfortunately. I mean, good for the farmers and producers, but I think that will be more of a, a torment of the equity markets. The one thing we know for sure is when you're investing, you're not eating. You know, we, we're producing food. We're producing things that make food. We're producing things, that, goods and materials. So we're going to need those regardless. And what happens is when equities start to sell off, that money will be looking for a place to go and what they would consider a safe haven place. And the, typically the number one place where, where money goes, especially at prices like we are now, is, is grains and livestock. I mean, that's really just a great investment tool. And since we've been in pretty much depressed markets, I think think there's there's no better place to put money and that's where i'd be putting money as i am anyways but that's where i'd be putting money as it comes out of the equity market but we have slowed down the the um uh, the detrimental activities that we've been doing with printing money right are, are we turning the are are we turning the tide to to diffuse this this debt bomb but is it too late it's way too late. I mean, again, remember, we're, we're over 20 trillion in debt, okay, without any real growth. And, and you now you add in the tax cut to that, which is a great thing, but we don't, we're not getting enough production and our GDP is not going to go up as fast as they think it is, which will not service that debt. And that, of course, we know one of the biggest problems in, in life is always too much debt. And, and if rates rise, you know, if you're, if you're based on paying, Three percent. Now you got to pay five percent. That's a real killer, and that's the the whole theory behind credit card deals. You know, you just think about the usury rates that credit card get, and that's what usually happens. And that that will be the problem. 
Todd, you've done a great job of explaining this. I can't thank you enough. And I'm going to hold you over. We're going to talk more here in just a moment. But first, we need to check in with Tim Ross. You're uh, visiting with Mr. Todd Horwitz of Bubba Trading, Redwood, Illinois, here this morning. And he's here with us. And we're shifting gears over here to the protein complex. Yesterday, we had the front months of the live cattle contract just slightly higher. The deferred's a little bit weaker. The feeder cattle market was a little bit weaker. The hogs were mixed. Uh, just kind of drifting along here sideways. Todd, is this a market also like anything else right now? It's just very, very quiet. Unbelievably quiet. And I, I, again, I'm not surprised as I wrote over the weekend that we should see a little bit of selling pressure, certainly in fats uh, and not, not, not nervous selling pressure, but again, they closed right at the top end of a range and you would expect to see some selling. And of course, hogs after having, you know, going up limit on Thursday and then going through expanded limits on Friday, you would expect to see some selling. The real key is how they react. And I think they're reacting pretty well. I mean, we had a, a late day push yesterday, tried to get them higher and, and basically, you know, close pretty neutral. Um, I think we're in great shape. I think everything looks solid. And of course, if we tie in, uh, uh, you know, some of the other good things that are happening. I, I look for higher prices. I, I mean, again, you, I just, you just have to r- go through some of these very quiet periods when volume is light because you don't get true movement when volume is really quiet. You have mentioned before, and, and you and I uh, share our uh, uh, messages back and forth throughout the day. You've mentioned before that when the markets sometimes also get quiet like this, that that could be an indicator that there could be some big news starting to brew or starting to bubble somewhere else uh, that the market is just kind of sitting back and waiting for. Is that the case this time around, too, you think? Oh, I think so. I, I think we're I think we're really waiting. I, I do think that the trade issues are going to settle. I think that they're going to settle in the favor of uh, President Trump's idea of free and fair trade. I think you're waiting on Mexico, which is big for for wheat and for hogs, and you're waiting for China. And I think they're going to. I think I think everybody's going to come to the table. And I do believe that this is going to settle correctly, which will open up fair and free markets, which then will eliminate the government inventions interventions. It will eliminate the quotas of sending so much to different places, you know, because that's also a hindrance for our farmers and producers. So I think that when it's all said and done, I think it works out out to the benefit of everybody and i think we get a huge big up move off of that now of course my concern is i don't want it to be too big too fast because then it'll probably fail but based on the 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 patterns that we're building and the overwhelming support we've got i would expect to see a nice rally and i would expect to see i mean i'm looking for i'm targeting 117 in october fats 160 in uh in feeders and uh over 60 in hogs so that's what i'm looking for now we'll see if it can continue you know, you talk about that that big move. I'm, and I was concerned also when all of the uh, when we saw the big jump in the rally last week in the hogs, just because there was potential word. I thought to myself, you know, this market always has a tendency to do a, uh, to do a knee jerk reaction. But I think that some of these uh, spikes, these little spikes higher, and then uh, you know, some some solid ground being built in here is good. Because that way we don't get into a situation where the market, you know, some of this is already built in so that the market just doesn't run away for two days and then collapse. Exactly. We, we want, we call it backing and filling. So we want to see, you, you want to see the markets go up at like a 45 degree angle. If you looked at a chart, you know, when they start to get too far away, 
then there, there means there has to be some pullback. And if they give them a chance to pull back, there's a chance to break them. So you want to see that nice, steady trend higher. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I think that's what we've really seen. If you look at a little bit longer term chart of cattle, for sure, that's kind of what we've seen. And I think that's going to continue. Okay, I want to uh, tap into your financial wizardry then. If we would get these uh, these agreements all settled and we would get this uh, good trade going, this, this good trade partnership with all of our trading partners, could that help alleviate the debt that we have to service uh the, that debt bomb that you were talking about earlier in the program no that's gonna that's gonna explode no matter what that 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 we're, we're beyond that i mean it may help but again is this will be based on interest rates and based on the policies of the federal reserve which are incorrect because they don't understand what happens which is why we always end up in this situation that it explodes we'll get out of it and we will be in good shape in, over the long history. But in the short term, we're going to have some problems. All right, Todd. We're going to have to uh, continue <laughs> to keep an eye on this. Always great to talk to you. I, I love your interest. I've been feeling real good. Came a long way from Far away from the days where I want to go. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and with our theme today, it's our our farming agricultural theme. Uh, let's go back to uh, John Jenkinson on RFD TV and talk a little bit about grains and VIX and so on and so forth. We'll be right. We're just a little over an hour away now, and let's find out where the markets stand here in the grain complex. We'll go to the corn, and it's September down three at three fifty nine. December down three and a quarter. At 373 and a quarter, all of those contracts at least three to three and a quarter cents lower on those front five contracts of the corn market. Soybean market, well, it was on the lower side to start the day, and it's still there with September down five and a quarter at 876 and a half. November soybeans down five and three quarters, 887 and a half. The wheat market had double digit losses yesterday. Today we've got the same scenario. September Chicago wheat down 14 and a quarter. 528. New crop July down 10 and three quarters, 575. Kansas City wheat market, September is down 12 and a quarter, 535. July down nine at 594 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat market, September is down six at 588 and a quarter. July Minneapolis wheat is down a nickel at 632 and a half. And the December cotton contract is higher by 79 points right now at 8349. We'll go out to July. We're up 45 at 84.02. Standing by with us on the phone is Todd Bubba Horowitz. He is in his office in Redwood, Illinois, and he joins us now. He's with Bubba Trading. Well, Todd, uh, you you and I were messaging each other back and forth here just before we went on the air a little bit ago also. uh, of One particular item that's interesting today is the VIX index, that level of fear that's in the market. Where do we stand, and and what do you think it means? Hey, John, how are you? Great to be here. Uh, Well, you know, we, we bottomed early this morning, almost right in the open at about 12.09. We came down to test that low, oh, I don't know, about 45 minutes ago. And now we're starting to move higher. So to me, it looks like the highs of the equity markets could be in for today. 
Uh, again, the tomorrow marks the 10-year longest bull market of history, 3,543 days straight. So, But I, I would say we're getting close to an end, but I, I do see one more big burst to the upside just based on that I think the trade wars are going to settle, and that'll bring some relief to, the, to Wall Street. But after that, I expect all that money that they're going to be putting there to flow over to the grain markets. And that's one of the reasons I went down that road is how all of this could affect the grain markets. Are the grain markets poised uh, here in pretty good shape that if we would start to see a lot of managed money start to flow back here, that we could press through some of these resistance levels and maybe put some lows in behind us? Absolutely. I I think we're going significantly higher. But again, there's a lot of things in that thesis that go with it. But right now, even though we're lower today, it's not concerning because we are lower on on minuscule volume, not even low volume, but minuscule volume. And to me, that's just, you know, typically equity markets typically drift a little bit higher when there's nothing going on. And for agricultural and commodities tend, tend to drift lower when there's nothing going on because they don't offer a yield as a dividend. So I would expect to see this slow drift continue, but we're going to, one day they're just going to turn around and equities will start to sell off. And I think the money will start flowing into the grains, pushing them significantly significantly higher. And I do think we're going to test this year's highs at least before it's all said and done. Todd Horowitz with Mother Trading here with us. Todd, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you very much for the market intel here Thanks, uh, as we work our way through this Tuesday. And when we come back, we'll... Con- now, that interview was from yesterday. Okay. And if you notice, I talked about the VIX and how it was making a bottom. And I want you to look at the time. You can mark the time. It was yesterday at 1.15 Eastern. Go back and look at the chart. Look what happened afterwards. Again, I'm not bragging. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that that's some of the things that we understand because you can see a lot of things, what we call, in the money flow. Okay? Again, forget what they tell you. It's all about the money. All right? And it, it goes whether you're investing in grains whether you're investing in livestock, whether you're investing in stock, whether you're investing in oil, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're all the same. Okay, It's always about one thing, the money. Life comes down to two things. One of them is money. Okay, So if you remember that and understand that the market leaves a footprint along with the money, then you will put yourself in a much greater and better spot. If you continue to try to fight against it, all you're really doing is you are creating trouble for yourself because you've gone from trying to understand the footprint of the market and decided that you are smarter than the market. And Nobody is, and and I have said this many, many times, if I could just have back all the money that I threw away thinking that I was smarter than the market, it would be a lot, okay? Now, again, obviously, I made some good calls as well. But, again, this business should not be about making the calls. This business should be more about being robotic, okay? If this, then that. Okay, you know, you you look at certain you have to learn to look at a chart and then you make your decision based on that chart. And you also make your decision to have some protection in case something happens 
that changes the overall scope of what you're looking at. Okay, that is something that we we often have to worry about is that we, again, too many times we decide that we know more than the money knows. And as I continue to say, it's only about the money. And if you think that you're smarter than the money, then good luck to you. Okay, because we're not because the money can overpower us, overpower us. And that's one of the things we continue to try to teach is to be prepared for what brings us and what moves the market. I can't tell you enough how important that is that you you just follow the, the chart and follow the money because the markets will always guide you correctly if you allow them to. But of course, again, again, and I'm not saying it's easy. Don't don't ever believe that I think I'm saying that this is an easy thing to do. The reason that everybody does not trade is because it's hard. It's hard work. Ain't nobody giving anything away, you know. And and especially with everything being electronic, news and information travels so fast, and that is what we all need to be focused on. So that's where you come back to, where do we always go back to? The market footprint. The market footprint will show you the way. Okay, it's like Rafiki from uh, from uh, uh, The Lion King. Rafiki will show you the way. The charts will show you the way. Now again, they're not going to be right 100% of the time, but this this business isn't about being right 100% of the time. This business is about being right enough, at, but, 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 but when you're wrong, being able to minimize the loss that you're going to take. Because there's going to be losses. We all know it. We've all experienced it. So the key is when you do have to take a loss, how do you minimize that loss? And if you'd learn to do that, you have then just said, okay, I'm going to put myself into a new level and become a better trader, a better investor. And that's the key to what we want to do. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And as always, I thank you for being a part of today's show and want to remind you to go to libertytalk.fm and download The Bubba Show each and every day. And certainly with... College football starting. Don't forget to get the sporting edge on the weekends. And uh, if you want to get my hedging webinar that I did over the weekend, I have it on video. You can, I can, I'll be happy to email it to you. All you have to do is just email me at bubba at bubbatrading.com and I'll send you the copy. It was an hour and five minutes. In the meantime, have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. This is the Bubba Show. And I am Todd Babor. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody. Have a great day. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.